Grandpa Dave over there. Cheap, huh? That's right. Cheap-ha. Get it right. Cheap-ha. No, Grandpa. Get it right, Johnny. Cheap, huh? Cheap, huh? How do you spell that? G P A. Cheap, huh? Wow, yeah, it is like a gangsta name. <laughs> I don't want my granddaughter coming. You guys being around her at some point, you will. You'll see her and you're saying, Grandpa, no, she's going to be. No. Every time I cough, I'm like, hey, yo, G Pop. Yeah, exactly. Grampy. <laughs> <laughs> None of that. Jeepa. Matter of fact, I've contracted it. I talk to her so much, I go, Jeepa, sir, Jeepa, Jeep, Jeep. And I'm calling myself the Jeep. Jeep. She's going to call me the Jeep. Yeah. You know, that's going to stick. <laughs> yeah. I want to I pick my own name out. But anyway. I was on steroids for, uh, oh, because I had the, the poison ivy up and down my legs. Mm. Yeah. Prednisone, for sure. And I was feeling like... You get used to it, you know what I mean? You're like, I could, I could get used to this. Instead of a cup of coffee, I'll take my prednisone, you know? It was one of the things, like, I liked it. Yeah, of course. I shouldn't like that. I get poison ivy almost every year from either hiking or foraging. And I, I know what it looks like. I try to stay away from it, but I still get it every year. I'm just, like, really sensitive to it. But they give me prednisone every time. And it's yeah. the same thing. By the end of the perception, I'm like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so on guard with everything because I'm like, okay, I know that I'm going to be more likely to fly off the handle and I gotta just watch it, just watch it. My wife hates it, it's so funny. Yeah. Because any kind of steroids just makes you a little bit more aggressive. Yeah, it makes you moody too, it just, yeah. it does. Like when you're coming down off of one, it's like, you're more irritable, you know? Yeah. Kind of like being hangry, you know? Cool. You're like, where'd all my energy go? <laughs> Screw you. I, I've never taken, had the need to take yeah. any, so I don't know, but I've seen yeah. some of the results with people that yeah. I know. Yeah, was when he was having some of his uh, breathing episodes, they'd put him on an oral steroid, and he'd just be like maniac, well, just yeah. like yeah, just go into like like angry, mean. It's just mm-hmm. like not like him at all. Yeah. yeah. So, did you did you guys watch that video I sent? Yes. I did. Yeah. Not yet. The Mike Rowe one. Yeah. Basically, basically, he's to. talking about like how the these foremans who they just can't find people to come to work. Oh. And it's like, because they'd rather stay home and play video games, really. You right. know, he's like, and, they, and it was funny. He's like, and we he, he were playing an interview from the guy, and he was talking about all the excuses. And it just reminded me of the banquet. Right. And it was like, oh, I, got, I, I can't go to work because, you know, I have to prepare a baby shower. And he goes, a grown man has to, can't go to work because he has to prepare a baby shower. You know, it's like, but like it was the dumb excuses. What's his like, girl's name, Karen? Yeah. <laughs> I love Mike Rowe. Yeah, Mike Rowe's a smart guy. He's just, yeah. But he's just a regular guy. That's what I like about him. Yeah. He's just like, guess what? Down to earth. Yeah, yeah. Calls it what he sees it. Doesn't really care if he ruffles a feather here or there. Yeah, he's just speaking the truth, that's, and that's why you admire him. Yeah, he's just like, this is what happens. Yeah. He like, tries to stay non-political as much as possible, but unfortunately, truth has become very political in these days. Like, if you say something that's true... Then Wh- which it, truth is that right, now? Yeah. Yours, mine? Yeah, exactly. What is it that Ronald Reagan said? I didn't leave the Democrat Party, the Democrat Party left me. It's like, yeah, because the party lines keep shifting, and all of a sudden, something that years ago was just agreed to by everybody is now considered to be this political thing. Yeah. It's like, you want people to work? Socialism is coming and then communism after it. And this is like, if you look at every other culture in history, you see this is the, pl- this is the play. Yeah. They take a, a free and open society discussing ideas and they create uh, economic in- inequality or cultural inequality, like the, the cultural revolution that took place in China. How do you think they wound up being communist? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So we're going to invite it with like thunderous applause that, you know, however they're going to do it, but just 
I don't know. We'll see. I have to just wait and see. But yeah. Time will tell. What's going on in this country now? Like if I wrote something down that your ancestors would have took an insult to, all of a sudden you get to take an insult to it now, even though you don't know why, you don't feel the insult. The Mew is just a bunch of Ben. Words you're a pain. white male. Just shut up. <laughs> shut up. Ben. You're a nobody you're cares. A, you're you a think. cis white male. Whatever. <laughs> whatever that means. But yeah. Ben, go to, go to Buffalo, it. Ben. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you go to your Lady Gaga. Take a drive. Full blown writing going on in China, right? About COVID? Yeah. Yeah, I saw something about a zero tolerance policy or something. I don't know. Do you see the drones like spraying the antiseptic? They have drones in the streets. Like, it's crazy. They have drones in the streets where the people were. And it's like they're, I don't know, 20 feet apart. It's crazy. They have lights on them and they're spraying like. What they're saying is like an antiseptic or something like that. Wow. Who knows what it is? But there's no people there where those things like they were there and then they're spraying and the people are running. Yeah. You know what I mean? So who knows what it is? Imagine a super germ germaphobe runs a country. Yeah. That's what's going on in China right now. All I know is that communism doesn't have the best track record with treating humans with decency. No, it doesn't? No. So I don't even really? think it's I don't even think it's antiseptic. I think they're probably there's probably something else in there. Probably but sterilization something or other. Yeah. Know, trying to sterilize the population. Yeah, sterilize them or maybe it's like who knows what. Yeah, Dave, I want to tell you you got your phone at the right time because Foxconn, who knows when the next time they're gonna have a phone made. Foxconn, that's the company that makes iPhones. Oh, because of China and everything? Yeah, because yeah. they, they were doing like it's on Apple News or something, the crimes against humanity. They're like, deal's over. Well, they started moving some of their stuff down to Taiwan like years ago. If they all just they throw their money at yeah. Elon Musk, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> He'll make them a factory wherever he puts <laughs> yeah. his factories. And Oh, he, he's feuding with Apple right now. Yeah, he says he's going to do his own phone, which I, I thought he already had his own phone, the Tesla phone. But Oh, that's right, yeah. Maybe it never launched. Yeah. But now he's well, saying he's going to do it because they're thinking about taking Twitter off the app store or something. Yeah. This is so petty. These are like the most rich and powerful people in the world. And they're like the kids on the playground arguing over who gets to go on the slide or whatever, you know? It's a public slide. No, it's not. It's just, just the cool kids get to go on it. I bought the slide. My daddy bought it for me. The, the Tesla phone. So you get the phone, right? So they say like, oh, um, I miss all these phone calls. Oh, you wanted the ring? Oh, you have to unlock that feature. <laughs> yeah, unlock Eight dollars a month <laughs> extra, right? Yeah. So many subscriptions. Well, Jesus, come quickly, yeah. please. You've heard about the American Airline lifetime passes, right? American Airline lifetime. No, I really haven't. Okay, it was like either in the late seventies, yeah. early eighties, or something like that. They sold these lifetime passes for first class, anytime, any plane. In fact, you get priority over people who actually paid to go on the flight. Yeah. And oh, like know. a dozen people bought it. Cause I think it was like a million or a couple million dollars oh, or whatever. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy it for a large sum of money. And and, and they weren't. Their lawyers have worked tirelessly to get as many people who have those lifetime passes off of them. By you know, cause like they're looking through the rules. Well, technically, I think they broke this rule because of da 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 da. You mean it still exists? It's still like there's only like one or two people who still have. Why don't they just buy them out for whatever? I think one guy they actually did buy them out, but like everybody, yeah, because they once they realized that that you know a million dollars, people were abusing it. Like there was a guy who literally would just travel around the country, depending on where he wanted to go at that particular mm -hmm. moment, or he'd be like, you know. I bet you France is really nice this time of year. So he'd jump on exactly. a plane, go to France. Well, that's exactly what I would do. I'm, I, I looked at because you know, yeah, you know, I'm in the position, yes, and we fly first class all the time. But I looked at that, you know, where you can buy a, a 
part of a jet, you know, so that, and it, because I said, okay, this is the next step up so that you can go wherever you want, whenever you want. Mm-hmm. But if I'm paying a hundred, hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollars as my share of that, yeah, I want to be able to go. If I paid a million and a half dollars, I'd be flying everywhere on it first class. Yeah. So they would have to buy me out. One guy bought two. And what he would do is he would go to the airport and if he, w- he would just like start talking to people and if someone was having like they're down on their luck or whatever, he'd yeah. be like, you know what? How would you like to go with me first class? You could be right next to me. We could t- we can continue this conversation. And he would upgrade them. Nice. And they're like, you know what? Their name wasn't on the ticket. Well, there goes your lifetime passes and they cut him off. Uh, I'm telling you, they went through technicalities yeah, because once they that realized thing. that they blew, this was a dumb decision, because they offered it for too low of money yeah. when you think about it. it, it again, it sim- simulates to me this buying shares in these jets. I get these yep. things all the time, NetSuite or JetSuite, rather, and others that say you can buy in you know, a certain amount of hours in a jet, and then you can come and go as you please. You don't have to worry you're, about you're anything else. These, okay, so we, we were talking about doing that, that sight and sound down in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Let me know when you get that jet suite thing going. And I don't know if we need it to go yeah. there, Ben. That's, that's, a, that's a real nice ride into the country. So I'm going to be asking you guys in the warm weather if you want to, you know, we want to go down. Because I pulled it out. I pulled out our ticket, the, the one we went there. I, I happened to go through and all the tickets. I like, oh, good. This will remind me. I put it on my computer to remind me to check it out. Are they still doing Esther? Or? Uh, I don't know if they're doing Esther. They were doing another one. I can't think of it, but they're all good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, the, how, like the, how long did they keep doing the show oh, for like oh they a, run it for a long time yeah, like a couple you, you years see, uh yeah at least a year because you see the production that goes into those yeah yeah you don't want to just do that once with uh, the what did we work. see lenny we saw it was like i am no that was the name of no it. or no. pete was it peter nope i i got the ticket i can't remember but it wasn't those but good guess yeah good good mm. good guess but um, yeah they're worth it that that show, that theater is amazing Judy, you were the one that actually mentioned that to us the first time, and I took yeah. you up on it yeah. and went there, and, and it was everything you yeah, said it's, and then it's, some. It's great. Yeah. yeah, it's a really, really neat place. So. Yeah, you remember you recommended not sitting in the front row yeah. to sit a couple of seats back? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we did. We got front row tickets, and that was a mistake because the stage is, like, so high. You're well, like, it's high, but oh, more, more than that, you, it, the stage goes around the right. side. There's it's, it's actually all around the side. Yeah. You were immersed in that, right. and it's just incredible. So you want to sit in the Well, middle. we had some seats about four rows back, but you know, on the edge, we had very good seats mm-hmm. I, I had gotten, and uh, we could see everything. It was nice, yeah. I know the yeah. seats that I would want. So I pulled my ticket out so I could remember. But anyway, we'll do it. Before COVID happened, Mike, we were uh, we did the Book of Esther, and at the time, the site, we, we started talking about the sight and sound, and they just happened to be doing that. And they were doing Esther, They, they yeah. were doing Esther, so, yeah. you know, we, we were going to go, and then the world stopped. Plus, just as I said, as opposed to flying, just driving through there, right, Lenny? We had such a good time in the yeah, uh, sure was. in the Amish country. We it's got just, to eat at just, a nice Amish restaurant, yeah, too. Just a nice place. People are so the nice. Amish waiters. Yeah. It was great. We got too much food because we were like, we did like, yeah, it was just great. Nice place. Nice shopping. Mm. We, had a, we had a good time. Some places, they you know, people know how to cook stuff better than others. And that's always, yeah. it's the same thing with almost anything. Like, musician-wise, you're a musician. There's a style of drumming that you probably do better at than any other style of drumming. And there's probably a style of drumming where you're like, well, I, I'm passable. I don't know. I'm, ethnicity's pretty colorful, so. Oh, you're really I good think at, my people You're really good drumming. at everything? You're really good at everything? <laughs> <laughs> I think my people definitely invented drumming, Ben. <laughs> nah, but, uh. I mean, it, it literally is, though. Like, Latin percussion, you think about, so you have, it's called congas. Yeah, the two big ones, right? 
You have the bongose, where it's, you put them in between your legs, and as you play like that. Oh, okay. You have, it's called a timbale, the one that you stand, yep. and it's like, trun, trun, right? Uh-huh. You have a cowbell and all that stuff. So you think about a drum set. You need more cowbell. It's all that. It's all that. Just mm-hmm. it's it's just you know what I mean. That's that's how the drum set was like formed. In fact, I don't think the drum set was like literally within the last like maybe two centuries a drum set was created. If that, everything was always just like a single drum mm. or a couple drums. Yeah. Right. And that, or or you would have multiple men playing different types of drums and then you mash up. Yeah. When I first started playing in a white church, coming from a Spanish Pentecostal church. The worship leader was like, Lenny, you are too busy. So we were playing, uh, it was it was, it was, was all in good measure. In fact, that dude blessed me by saying that because there is like a, when you're, when you're playing an instrument, for example, if we were a band, right? And we were trying to play a worship song, but I'm playing like a heavy metal drum beat. Mm-hmm. I'm, what am I doing? Yeah. I'm taking away from you playing the piano. I'm taking from you playing playing the guitar. And it doesn't sound like we're communicating as yeah. a band through our instruments. So that's kind of like what he meant by that. Like I was playing, like I was doing like every fill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so you have choruses, you have bridges, you have verses, See, stuff that made, like that. That, that, that made sense. And in a verse, you yeah. have to be able to let the verse and let the lyrics come through. But instead, I'm like competing with mm-hmm. the verse or competing with whatever the the, the, the the guitarist has to play there. Cause I'm just, I'm being too loud. I'm being too much. There's this, there's this, there, there's so many different forms of drumming or styles and stuff like that. Pocket drumming should be applied to every single piece of music. Pocket drumming means I'm literally just playing the beat. Just there, but for seven minutes straight. I'm not yeah, I'm yeah. not hitting the cymbal, I'm not hitting the toms, yeah. I'm just keeping a straight beat. So that's very difficult to do. In fact, your most professional drummers will be like, the hardest thing to do is to play the same beat for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> right? And because you wanna feel, you wanna, you don't wanna get off timing, you wanna be on point. And so I like doing that kind of drumming with his name is David Mar- is it Martelli mm-hmm. at church. He's been playing, but he's probably like one of our most solid bassists. He does songs exactly how they're played. Like that's mm. how talented he is. Mm. And when like I I can pick up on that because play, as a drummer, I want to be able to play the song exactly how it's written. Mm. I might change a few things, but it was written that way because it was meant to be that way. Mm. So when I'm playing drums with him and I hear him do a bass part that is appropriate, I'm like you better play, boy. Like, you know what I mean? I'm excited because I can hear it and he's like, he's playing it and he's communicating through it. And I'm not clashing with him as he's, you know, playing the bass and stuff like that. So yeah. it's, it's so, I mean, you could, there's so many levels you can take it to, like music and playing and stuff. Now that I've been playing guitar. You, you know why it's so hard for so you nice. to, to keep that nice, steady beat for so long? Patience. Um, not necessarily. Well, they keep doing the same thing. No, not ne- it, it, here's the thing. A lot of people don't know what it's like to hear all the other parts. Yeah. That's the problem. Right? So, yes, yeah, so patience, but also people don't train their ear yeah. to study patience, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, when you train your ear to listen to the piano part, to listen to the guitar part. Because if we don't, for example, on Sunday, we don't have a full band all the time. Yeah. What, like, in well, my mind, well, I'm, like, I'm hearing certain parts that are, are part of the song that might not be present. 
Because I'm like, that's what and, would and, normally and, be there. And I was but we don't have the musician. I was going to comment on that. You were talking about like filling in and doing all these extra parts. And on Sunday, I actually heard you doing that. But you had to because it was like you and two other people. Well, yeah. And so I mean, you, you, you're like filling in. I just see him like going. He's like, he's filling. He needs something. Something has to go there. Those drum parts are actually a part of the song, though. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I wasn't actually... Reinventing, re reinventing anything. Yeah, if yeah. anything, I was actually proud of myself that I was able to play those fills while leading a song on that. Because even John Pelkey, before we started, he's like, hey, just you're leading that song and playing drums? That's wild. Mm. But it's because I've been able to practice a lot and continue to play. Like, I'm, I'm so blessed to be at church and to be able to pick up the guitar more mm. often than your average person would or to play, you know, play drums. To do something that I love is incredible. I've been doing it for since I was four years old. You know what the notes are from your ear, though. Which oh is like yeah, huge advantage. Uh huh. That's your, you're and, not and also your timing. So like you're you're like you have two legs up on a person who's like picking up a guitar or whatever for the yeah, first time. Yeah, I you know? know. I'm I'm definitely like a, a <laughs> so rhythm. no excuses. No, no, no. I, I'm a rhythm. I I I do not have excuses. I, I, I don't. For sure. I don't know this for sure. I'm just putting it out front. But from my experience of dealing with musicians, I bet you I can count the amount of people who know how to actually read sheet music. I can probably count them on one hand because you don't need to know it. Well, it's it's hard. Well, you yeah. gotta start music, and... music, all it is like uh, sheet music, like notation, like yeah. all that is is the language for the instrument to work yeah. together. That's all it is. Yeah, that's what we were talking about earlier. <clears throat> that instruments playing together is a language. It's like it's like it's like the gym, right? Like let's say you have a powerlifter who has really amazing form, like a bodybuilder, right? He knows yeah. how to do all, right? So lifting heavy things, I mean, if we got to move it, it's it's all. But that guy knows the name and how to isolate the muscle and how to mm -hmm. stay safe, and that's the difference between someone who knows music theory is they know everything there is to know about it yeah. enough that they could find another person who knows about it and they could have a civil conversation about it yeah the thing was like if you if you can read a sheet of music what's the the nice part about that is if you have never heard it before you should be able to read it on the paper and almost hear it in your head and play yeah, and play it on time yeah exactly yeah. i'm definitely it's just like uh, reading like words yeah. yeah i'm definitely a rhythm guitar player mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, you say that until you learn how to solo, and then you're like, "Yo, I'm a solo." Oh, I'm no solo. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. The, all those, like all those. I'm, I'm starting to learn how to like finger pick. Okay. Yeah, just yeah. like with my, yeah, just, you yeah, know, yeah. just a little bit. That finger picking's fun. It's weird. It, like with finger pickers, they have like long nails on their one you hand, don't, you don't have and you have short nails on the other. <laughs> but am I Spanish if I don't have long nails? I'm saying right, yeah, flamenco. I just started doing. Exactly. We were watching some video where this, this guy's going up and down the neck and he's playing the guitar like it's a keyboard almost. He was just like, ding, 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 like touching it like, uh, and oh, it's crazy. No, there are, there are people out there that are just like the Michael Jordans of uh, their, that instrument. It's, you know, like equ equivalent, like the athleticism the is more in the mind and playing.